Yeah, yeah, he's here. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of You Can't Be Serious. Uh, I, we have a bunch of people on the show today, uh, but for starters, I, I am one of your, your regular hosts, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Matt Torrey. And uh, we are also accompanied by my lovely girlfriend. Hi, I'm Cal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're also joined by a lovely couple who decided who are able to join us while they're journeying halfway to China. Uh, Greg, Caroline. Hey, how you doing? Hello. That's right. All the way from, I think at this point, they must be near Mozambique. Greg and Caroline have decided to stop their sojourn and are talking to us from the tunnel they're currently excavating. Uh, we're here to talk about uh, uh, hobbies a little bit. Um, Matt, I, I think, has been one of the main uh, catalysts for, for, for the hobby we're going to be talking about today. For I know myself especially, but I, I think as, as a unit, we're talking about golf today. Um, uh, how how we, we have been experiencing it as we've gotten a little bit older and how we find, I guess, a little bit of uh, joy and meaning out of the hobby. So, Matt, I guess I'll turn it over to you. Thanks, Josh. Um, so yeah, I I've recently uh, kind of re-picked up the game of golf. I I first learned how to play a couple of years ago, and then kind of things happened. Didn't play for a couple of years, but obviously in these strange times we're in currently, um, activities outside are limited, and and so you know I was looking for something to kind of stay active, and you know looking for something that I could still do with people, but you know do it safely, you know, and still maintain the kind of social distance and things like that. Um, and golf just kind of seemed to check all of the boxes. Um, and so for my birthday, actually, we organized a little golf outing with, with, with a group of us and, you know, everyone here on the podcast was there. Um, and I'm just, I'm just finding so much joy in, in uh, all aspects of the game, just improving on my swing, uh, you know, getting out uh, on the course and enjoying the weather and, and just, you know, hitting good shots, hitting bad shots. Um, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun and it's been something that I think everyone can kind of enjoy at their own pace and kind of enjoy, you know, it, like it doesn't matter how good or bad you are compared to other people. Um, you know, what matters is, is, you know, are you having fun? Um, and that's kind of one of the things that I really enjoy about the sport, you know, so much is that it's a sport that you can play with other people, but the doesn't require you to have the same skill level um, as the people you're playing with. Um, and so, I mean, I'll open it up to everybody else. I mean, when did you, when did everyone else start playing golf? Yeah, let's go around and talk about um, everyone give their, I guess, I think, golf I think, experience. I think, Caroline, you've been playing the longest, haven't you? Um, I guess technically. I mean, I the first time I remember being on a golf course, I was about 13, but I didn't play a full 18 until maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago. It was very really? irregular up until fairly recently, I would say. Due to lack of interest in playing more or lack of opportunity? Well, it was always just the thing that we did when we visited my grandparents because they live in Lake Worth, Florida, right on a golf course, and it was something they loved doing. So every time we visited them, you know, they lived literally right on the course. So I would play nine maybe and then just go into the backyard inside while everyone else finished up because I was just way too tired and couldn't handle 18. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't really reinforced at home that much. It was kind hey, of did you, did you enjoy playing those nine holes? Like, or was it just kind of something like, oh, I've got to do this because we're on vacation with, with grandma and grandpa? Um, you know, I, I think I really started enjoying it because they enjoyed it so much. I mean, I don't mean to like brag or anything, but they said from early on that they were just like, really impressed. I had a natural swing. And if I just took lessons at home, I could be so good and blah, blah, blah. I never took lessons at home. But every time I went to go visit them and I had a pretty good game for my age, they'd be so happy and they would look so like proud. And I kind of got high off that a little bit. So have you never, you've never taken a golf lesson? Uh, maybe like at camp once, but that's about it. 
because I've I've seen your golf swing. You have a good golf swing. Like it's, uh, I mean, I've never taken any lessons. I don't think Greg, have you taken lessons? Um, my dad taught me basically everything I know about golf. Maybe a couple videos here and there, but uh, I mean, my dad's been playing probably right around the time we were born. He's been playing for at least twenty-five years. So he 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 talks to me about a lot of it, but um, but no, never never paid for an official lesson. I can tell. Yeah, it really shows. <laughs> Dad taught me everything I know. That explains a lot. Dad <laughs> well, really is a teacher on the course. Like he'll just like come up and start giving tips. Sometimes I'm way too frustrated. He tries to come up to me and like tell me. I'm like, nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> so, Greg, when did when when did you first start playing golf? Well, I always wanted to start playing golf, but the the main reason I did was because when I started working at Beaverbrook, Beav, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just you know I might have like when I was a, a college kid home for summer, I might have like a Monday shift that was like open it and then work until like four o'clock and then sometimes I just jump on the course and sometimes I'd get 18 holes in. I think for the people people who don't know Beaverbrook is a, is a country club. Yeah. For the people who don't live in hundred and County, New Jersey. Yeah. So, um, and I probably, I started working there when I started driving. So I was 17. So I've been playing for eight years. And you still haven't gotten any better? (laughs) A little bit. You'll get there someday, Greg. Don't worry. I had a really good game, I guess, last week. Yeah, when we were on vacation. Can I can I go into it? Can I, is that okay? <laughs> or do we want to keep going around before I go into something? Before 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 we get to your story, let let's 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 finish going around. Yeah. Kel, <laughs> when did when did you start playing golf? Actually, I started when we went uh, for your birthday, so about a few weeks ago. <laughs> So that was the first time you 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 swung a golf club. Yes, I mean I'm an avid mini golfer, but uh, that was nothing compared to what we did that weekend. So gotcha. So your your short game is strong. You like you're you're sinking thirty <laughs> forty foot putts. No, it di- it did not translate. Uh, but but I'm uh, like I really enjoyed it. I would do it again. Um, yeah, that's Cal's best drive was in the cart. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Great. So I'm, I'm curious. Well, I guess let's let's finish going around first, and then I want to ask you a question, Kel. Josh, when did you start playing golf? <laughs> Not much fucking earlier than Kel. The first time <laughs> I went golfing was also with with Matt um, for a pre-birthday golf outing. So like, oh, when was that? Like legit, like two weeks before your birthday golf outing. So I have yeah, two something like late july yeah yeah i have i have two extra weeks on cal and that is the extent of but it but when you watch joshua play golf it, he looks like he like can actually play the game when you look at me like i look like i've never been on a golf course in my life before oh that that's because of the whole idea of swing mechanics which we'll get into later but you know <laughs> i played baseball for a long time which is why my swing is looks right if you don't know anything and looks horribly wrong if you know anything <laughs> so i guess for uh, for both of you then for josh and kel what was that like the first time you got on a course and like we're like got it walked up to the tee and we're like holy crap i'm gonna have to hit this ball in front of people like what like what was was it exciting nerve-wracking what was that like i don't really know i think the first thing that came to my mind after i i swung the first time and like completely missed i was like wow this looks a lot easier than it is like, I didn't realize there were so many things that you had to consider. Again, kind of like equating it to baseball. I thought it was just like, there's the ball, you, you hit it. But there's, uh, there's a Notoriously lot. Notoriously easy sport, baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Joshua. How about you? What about you, Josh? Uh, so it, I went into my first game expecting, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit all these balls either dramatically to the right um, or just like scoot them across the ground and then run to go catch up with wherever Matt and Skylar are because I've never done this. And that basically happened for the first like five or six holes. And then I started 
with a significant quantity of help from Matt, uh, learning how do you swing a golf club and adjustments that then followed that made me a lot better, a lot quicker than I thought I would. I was good enough that I was like having better shots with a better frequency, but still bad enough that like my overall game was shit. So um, it went significantly better than I expected. And now that that's my expectation, I am only worse than I thought I could have been. Yep. <laughs> that's the trap. Oh, that, that fucking that fucking trap game where all of a sudden out of nowhere, or that, that one hole even, where you, you somehow make par when the hole before that you shot an eight. And you're like, oh, no, I'm turning the corner. Here we go. And then the next hole, you shoot a nine. And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, every time you're convinced, like, this is the upswing of my entire golf career. So how would you guys? Oh, oh then, Matt, I guess we haven't. Have we gone to you? About? About, about when you started? Caroline, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, anyway, we cut that part out, right? <laughs> oh, it's Sam. So, so I had, I had actually, I, I had wanted to play golf for for years, years and years, like all through like the end of middle school and high school, and I just like never got around to it. I had friends who played golf. Um, my dad would talk to me about like he used to play golf when he was, um, when he was younger, like more active in like the business world. Um, and it it looked like a fun game. Um. And like I always wanted to play, but it took me a while to actually play. But the first time I actually played was down in Florida, um, uh, in, in Orlando on this like super hard course. And I had a similar experience to you, Josh, where like the first, I don't know, maybe three holes of the course or so, I was just duffing the ball, scooting it like 30, 40 feet, hitting it again. Hit, and it was just, it was not fun. I was in like the, the summer heat in Florida at like, 11 o'clock in the morning. So it's hot, Oof. not having fun. And then I remember like I hit a really, really good shot um, with like a nine iron, like a really good approach shot. And I like landed right off the green and I was like, whoa, that was fun. That felt good. That looked cool. Um, I'm, I should just do that every time. Um, and like similar to kind of how you were saying, like you get you almost like you get that bug and it's just like, oh, I, I think I figured it out. The next hole comes around, duff the ball again, and just ever slowly but surely, you know, like more and more I played, like I would start hitting better shots more and more frequently. Um, and like it just became like addicting almost of like just wanting to get better. Um, because I think like you said, Kel, like when you look, when you watch golf on TV or you watch someone play golf and he like knows what they're doing, it looks so easy and it looks like so straightforward. I just put the ball in the hole. Um, right. It looks effortless completely. Yeah. And you get on the course and like, you know what you're supposed to do, you know, all right, well, this is a long hole. I'm going to hit my driver. I want it to go straight that way. Um, and it looks so, so straightforward. You just swing the club and bam. And it, and until you actually do it, um, it's. <laughs> well, I, I, I think I think that is the part that I underestimated about being the difficulty, because when I the first time I ever like used a driver was like actually at a driving range because I, I used to work kind of near one and Corwin, Ethan and I would like go every every now and then. And I knew I was going to hit the ball right. So the, the first time I ever tried driving, I thought my problem was going to be distance, not accuracy. Because in my mind, it's like, you know, how how wide is a given fairway? Like, fucking, I Looks don't even pretty know. pretty wide. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> let, let's call it 50 feet. I don't even know. So, I like, that seems like... wider than that, yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I have no... I'm a terrible judge of distance. Let's call it 900 feet. Um, Somewhere in between there, but sure, yeah. And <laughs> my... <laughs> I... So, I thought... All right, the pros can hit it 300 yards. I'm going to just try to get up there and hit it like 100. And the problem is I hit it 150 yards way off to the right. It yep. <laughs> was no longer a playable surface. Yeah, it's ridiculous how wide the fairway looks until you actually have to hit your ball on it. And then oh it's my like, God. you can't hit it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like landing a plane on a piece of twine. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> 
I want to get your guys' opinions on what it's like after that shot, and then you have to hit out of the raw. It's so it's it's on it's so discouraged for me. It was really tough in the beginning because I was like, well, why can't I just like kick my ball over there? It's it's way nicer over there. Like I want to hit from over there. Or so like, my, my problem. Oh, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Or, or just playing the game of like, ah, oh, man, if I just hit that a little bit straighter, that would have been an amazing shot. But I'm in the bunker, so it was a garbage shot. Um, and like realizing like hey man that's that is the game of golf is like just dealing with that like unpredictability like you can prepare yourself as best as you want for a shot but even if you watch you watch the you know the US Open the pros are still hitting the they're they're ending up in the bunker they're ending up in the rough uh, how cool is that rough Matt Tori? huh you watched the US Open today i did how tall is that rough tall <laughs> Ashton answered. Um, so the, my problem with with like hitting out of the rough or out of a sand trap is, is I really like doing that, but it's not good for your game. Like I like the puzzle of all right, you know how far am I? What mm -hmm. what kind of obstacles are f physical obstacles are surrounding me? What kind of loft do I need? What kind of like like what's my trajectory looking like here? But the problem is. That you're in a terrible area and you're costing yourself like at least a stroke doing it. So while I enjoy the like let's figure it out kind of aspect, it's like this is still bad for your game. Yeah, the rough at the U.S. Open is eight inches tall. <laughs> the ball goes into this rough and you don't even see it. It's the craziest thing. Yeah, I can't even believe it. It's really, really impressive seeing these guys literally have to hit through eight inches of grass to, to just get to their ball. And, you know, some of these shots, you just don't even have a follow through with it. Like, you've got to just pop it on up. Like, you don't have any option to follow through because there's way too much grass in your way. Sometimes but, you just got to pop it up, man. Sometimes yeah. you just got to pop it up. Sometimes, sometimes it's not easy popping it up. No, no. Sometimes popping it up is the real battle. Yeah. Right. That's right. Everyone loves a comeback. I didn't. I didn't hear that joke at all, Caroline. I said everyone loves a comeback, even though it it sucks being in all that shit. But you're like, yeah, I got out. <laughs> I did. I survived. So I'm I'm interested now in in what's your favorite part of the game? Is it? I mean, are you uh? Do you like just whacking it off the tee? Josh, I mean, I know you kind of talked a little bit. You like those like short kind of puzzling pitch shots around the green. Um, I'm also a fan of those shots because I think they're a lot of fun to hit. Um, but uh, but kind of like uh, Greg, what's well, uh, what's your favorite part of the game? I mean, do you like the the, the long game, the short game? Are you a so I, I will unbending your clubs afterwards? <laughs> I, I will say this. I've said this before, and I'll stick to it every day. I like going to a golf tournament more than I like actually playing golf. I would do it in a heartbeat and could be at a golf tournament any day. Like, so that's, that, that's really great, Greg, that you answered a question yeah. I didn't ask. But. From, the, from a playing standpoint. I don't know. This summer, I've been really doing my drive. My, I've been really fixing, fixing up my driver, and I've been having some decent shots with that. I had some good putting the other day. I, I, I mean... I, I agree with Josh, though. Just, you know, having a nice loft shot where if you're right around the green, you kind of have that choice of, like, all right, do I want to kind of take my seven iron and, and, and you know, you know, bump and run it up onto the green towards the hole? Or is it far enough away where, you know, feel like a little, Matt, you'll appreciate this, feel like Mick, Phil Mickelson and just open that club space up and really just try to plop it on down right next to the hole. Like, it, both of those types of shots are fun. I wish I utilized the bump and run a little bit more, but but... So what I'm hearing from you, Greg, is that you don't like playing golf. You'd rather watch golf. But when you do play, but when you do play golf, your favorite part of the game is the driving, the pitching, and the putting. <laughs> so Greg doesn't like golf, but when he plays golf, he likes golf. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. No, that's, not, that's a great answer from Greg. Greg likes the parts of golf that he just happens to be good at in the current moment, and that's just always shifting. So he doesn't really have a straight answer for you. 
So that's actually real. I'm going to cut to baseball for a hot moment because that reminds me of one of my favorite baseball facts. Jorge Posada, catcher for the Yankees during my childhood, uh, was famous for uh, telling the pitchers that he was catching for that day to throw the pitches that he couldn't hit that day because he was really mad and wanted other people to miss on the same pitches. <laughs> so if he like wasn't hitting the curveball that day, he would tell his pitcher to throw a curveball so that everyone else was missing the curveball too. Forty-four, didn't he? What'd you say? The number did he wear? Twenty. Forty-four was uh was a uh, uh, Reggie Jackson, Mister October. Sorry, it is forgiven. Uh, so th- that that kind of brings us into an interesting point. I mean, if you, I didn't mean to cut you off, Josh. Did you have more? No, not really. Just about the the mental side of golf, and and just like how I told, I'm sure all of us have done this. But I totally underestimated how how much like your you know mental state and kind of like how well you're able to deal with bad shots affects your golf game. Um, and so I guess I mean Greg, I, I know you uh, struggle with this sometimes of uh, uh, of keeping a cool head. Um, but I mean, just like how. Can you can Greg, the, Greg? Let's all right. Let's just get it out of the way, asshole. Mm-hmm. Greg can can have his bad days on golf course, but not recently. They're, they are behind me. So I, I guess my question yeah, though is like, I mean, do you notice that you play, but like you have a better round, or that you even like enjoy the round more when you are able to kind of like just maintain a like you know composure and just be cool with you know. Yeah, as long as I make contact with the ball. When I start duffing it five inches to the right, that's when I start getting pissed off at myself. Yeah, I, I want to at least take it. Like, I at least want to put it in the air with my shots. Anyway, we don't have to talk about it. Car- <laughs> Caroline, I know that you have like a whole pre-swing ritual there, right? You got a whole. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't realize how many, how obvious it was until Greg's dad said something about it. He's like, yeah, you take exactly this many seconds at your shot every single time. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm consistent with that. Uh, yeah, 100%. Like, my, with my feelings are affect, affect my game. I can't handle it if I have something else going on in my head. Like, I need to take that moment to shut it off and to breathe and to get it out of my head before I take my shot. Otherwise, I, it's, it's not pretty. Yeah. It sucks because every time it's like an emotional gamble. I'm like, am I going to let myself get worked up? And is it going to be more frustrating than it is fun? And every time I take the gamble, even when it is a shitty day. So, Kel and Josh, when you guys were like on the first time you were on the golf course, how did you like? How did you manage with that? Like, cause obviously you were hitting bad shots. Everybody hits bad shots on the golf course every time they go out. But first time you're on the golf course, you're hitting some bad shots. Obviously, um, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that I just like chalked it up to the fact that I'm learning. Like, it's okay. I'm going to hit bad shots. So that like helped with the, the mental game a little bit. What was a problem and kind of a roadblock for me was uh, like understanding the pacing of the game. Like every time I would hit a bad shot, I would end up just taking a drop because I was like, oh, I don't want to hold up the group. Or if there was a group behind us, like um, there was when we went out for your birthday, uh, you know, I was like, oh my God, they're catching up. They're, they're, like, they're probably sitting back there being like, what the hell is this girl doing? So I think that was more of like the, I was, I was getting anxious about like the, the uh, ambient people and uh, yeah. environmental factors there. That totally makes sense. And I on even still today, like I still get like, if there's a group playing right up on us, like I also, that gets inside my head. Uh, what about you, Josh? Like the first time you were on the course, like was it tough to kind of like not get super frustrated or no? I I have a very zen approach to this sport because I know I'm not good at it, and I and so far I haven't done it by myself. It's I've only been for social outings, so I've been able to be like, oh well, you know, like that shot was terrible, but hey, like. We're still having a good time. Like, yeah, I'm still out here with my buds, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, hey, that shot was fucking pathetic, but like, the weather's great. So, <laughs> yeah. my, my problem, I think, most recently, as I've been doing it a little bit more, is that I put a lot of pressure on my drive, and then when that is inevitably terrible, I <laughs> I go 
and then finish the hole really well because in my mind, this hole is done for, pressure's off, and then I play better. And then if I finish up strong, I go, oh man, if I could just have a better drive, I would have a better, I could have made par. And then I'll just do this whole cycle where the drive is shit, I give up on the hole, and then play better because there's no pressure. Um, and then on the on the those you know few those few holes where you do hit a good drive, the pressure's on, and, and then, then sucks. Yeah. Short game's terrible. Mid game because like goofy errors like using the wrong club and like punting the ball like over the hole like that shit I, in my mind just comes down to I, I didn't pick the right club. Like you know that's a, that's a rookie mistake. The execution was good. I just picked the wrong club. Um, but it's. It's it's for for me it's all I can't drive for shit and it's all mental and I know it is. Yeah. So something that even hearing you guys talk about it, um, is kind of made, I, I think that's part of why I like the game so much is that it is such a mental game and it requires you to like really be present in the moment. Like you can't be worrying about, um, you know, well, you know, what am I going to have for dinner tonight, or worrying about like you know, problems at work, or worrying about. You know, even just the last shot that you hit, you have to be totally in the moment focused on just the next shot um, in order to play well. And like just that kind of almost like not meditative state, but like that, that just very much being present in the moment, um, I think is a good way to, you know, one, just go through life. Um but uh, you know, golf has been a good way for me to practice that, and, and and being you know present in the moment, and just being you know aware of my surroundings, and not worrying about you know how bad I hit the last shot or how bad I did the last hole, yeah. or how many holes I have left, and just focusing on like, hey, this is the shot I got to hit now, and that's that's all that matters right now. And I I think you got to do that because this is not a team sport. This is individual. You know, like if you if you sit there ruminating over all your bad shots and you're doing 18 holes and you get off to a bad start in hole one, by hole 18, you're just going to be a walking cloud of angry smoke. Like, yeah. like you can't hang on to that, those ills throughout an entire two and a half, three, maybe even four hours, depending on how slow you are. Like, you got you to gotta have that level of separation from it. Because uh, that's the thing. I understand the frustration, but I think by having had done other hobbies and activities... I, I have a level of separation from it, but I totally get why some people are going to wrap their clubs around a tree uh, over this sport. And so something I think is really interesting is that like, I've, I, I've, from the beginning, I've, I've tried to be conscious about like not letting bad shots get to me um, and like not get too frustrated. Obviously I've gotten frustrated on the golf course before everyone has. Um, but I try not to. I try to make a conscious effort not to. Um, something that I'm kind of realizing the more I play, though, is not just not letting the bad shots get you down, but also not getting too excited about a great shot. Um, yes. And kind of, you know, being able to just kind of stay in that, you know, in the middle of, of, of my emotions, you know, not, not letting anything get me up too high or too low. Um, because Can I'm I, sure, you know, you guys, like if you hit a good shot and you go, Oh man, I, all I got to do is hit this one more good shot. I just hit a great shot. And then, you know, your excitement is too high and, and you, you know, get a bad shot. Can I, can I ask a question of the room? What sure. if, if, if you can recall one, uh, off the top of your head, what is the worst shot you've ever taken? No, I, I, those go on my head pretty quick. Oh. I forget about those pretty often. I can't, I really cannot think of any. I mean, what's worse though when you just like duff it like 30 feet? Yeah. Like, that just feels shitty. I mean, I can tell you the one that happened to me last, the last time I played, but I can't tell you a memorable duff shot. Tell me about the one that do happen, that just happened. A drive on a par four. That dog leg to the left, I probably hit it straight, maybe like, I don't know. It was probably, I think the hole was like maybe 300, maybe 320, and the dog leg to the left. So I maybe hit my driver about like 200 yards, but too straight. And, and it was like on the right side of the fairway. I had a good shot at it. It was it was fine. I probably had a shot at the green, but I fucking stopped it. 
too straight. Yeah, I dumped it. Your worst shot. I dumped it six inches to the right after that. Oh, okay. Look, oh, look at this. I can get on the green in two. No, dump it six inches to the right. Go up to hit it again. Put it in the air too far right. Chipping on. And so those are. That's what, like what I'm talking about is like when you hit a great shot and then you're like, wow, all I got to do is hit one more great shot and I'm in, great, yeah. I'm in a great position for a birdie uh, or an eagle even. Um, and then, you know, not taking the time to like, you know, you know, settle down and, and you know, just stay in the moment of like, hey, all I got to yeah. do is focus on this one shot. Um, when I, when I keep my mind on par, it's helpful, you know, like just play for par. Like, don't, you know, if you keep your mind off the birdies, they just kind of come naturally. I can't even do that. That's just, just a hot take. Cal, do you have one? <laughs> no, I think every shot that I've taken has, has been equally as terrible as the last. So we're just having fun over here. We're just <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt? Uh, I'm in the same boat as Caroline. I I I don't hold on to those. I I've definitely duffed a ton of shots and like I've hit some really bad ones. Um, I was oh when I first started playing, I was so worried that I was gonna like hit off from the tee and I was just gonna like nail somebody in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I understand that concern. Um, I now realize I'm nowhere near accurate enough to do that. So. <laughs> I will. I, I do want to. Well, do you have something, Cal? Yeah, I just have a question. So, so what makes a good golfer then? If you know, I'm I'm a beginner and I'm duffing, as you say, every, every shot, right? Uh, but you guys are experienced and you have the same problem sometimes. So, is the uh, the measure of a good golfer someone who that never happens to, like the pros? Is that something that they also experience? Like, what's my level of uh? Like, what's a measurable metric that I can look towards so I can be like, wow, now I'm a good golfer? Not the pros. I don't think it's the pros. Well, so, being a good golfer, that's kind of a loaded question. I Like, even the pros hit bad shots. Right. Um, and so, like I said kind of earlier, like, they'll wind up in the rough, in the, that eight-inch uh, U.S. Open rough, or they'll end up in a bunker, or they'll end up picking the wrong club and shooting it over the green or whatever. Um, the big difference between, I think, them and just, like, a good amateur is how they handle that shot, how they handle the next shot, you know? Do they let that get to them? Um, and I think that's probably the biggest difference between, like, a professional golfer and just, like, a good golfer is that mental aspect of that they're able to stay, you know, very much in the moment. Um, as far as, like, a realistic goal for you, um, I think for me, I, again, like I, I still kind of consider myself a, a relatively beginner golfer. Um, whenever, whenever I get out there, if I make a par, that's like me making a birdie. That's, that's a great goal to have is just try to make a par in a round. Um, but even more abstract than that, um, something I'm working towards now is just being able to play through a hole with good rhythm, even if it's not a good score, you know, even if I shoot a six or a seven on a par four, if I can hit a good tee shot, hit a good shot from the fairway and then chip it onto the green, even if I three putt, then I, I can at least say like I had rhythm on that hole. Um, and, and, you know, kind of was advancing the ball, through, you know, with, with some kind of rhythm. I'll say rhythm one more time. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, for me, for me, that's kind of what I'm working towards is I want to be able to kind of play through nine holes or play through 18 holes where I have a rhythm. And not even if I, even if I score horribly, I want to have a rhythm in, in, you know, I swing and make sure that I'm trying to minimize like the, where you duff the ball and it goes 10 feet. Right, right. Rhythm. <laughs> All right, I've got I've got uh, a question. Unless anybody else has has a discussion point, I feel like I don't I don't want to hog the airwaves here. But uh, I'm, um, good. I'm good. I'm thinking about the bad times. <laughs> did you <laughs> did Did you picture yourself playing? Because you know, not I'm not saying like we've all been playing like every single weekend. Although honestly, possibly as a 
five person collective, we might have done a golf outing at every single weekend as a unit. Um, someone doing something golf related. Anyway, did you see yourself playing this much golf? Um, as you as you like got, I don't want to say older because none of us are like old, but like as you got older, because like I know the fir- the first trip I made with Matt like last month or two months ago. Um, my, at the beginning of it, I was like, I do not understand why people play golf. And at the end of it, I was like, I would like to play more golf. <laughs> so like, I I wanted like I want to know if anyone else had that had that little mini journey with the sport. A hundred percent for for me at least. I, the first time I played golf, I had the same thing. I got to the golf course and was like, this looks kind of fun, but like, uh, I don't know, maybe like a once in a while thing. By the time the round was over, I was like, cool, can we play again? Like, we could just go play again, <laughs> right? Um, and it's. I can't really put my finger on what it is that makes it so like, like addicting. Like it's, 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 it's part partially that like, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're pushing yourself. It's like a, a, a self-centered kind of challenge. Um, I think also that like, it's, it, it's so deceivingly difficult, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you've, you've seen people hit golf clubs before and hit golf balls and it looks easy. And then until you actually go do it, you don't realize how much, effort and how much skill actually goes into it um but i i didn't expect to be playing this much golf i am so thrilled that i am playing this much golf though because that's kind of what i was always told is like the best way to get good at golf is just play a lot of golf (laughs) i guess that's the best way to get getting good at anything uh greg greg and or caroline um you know, I felt like it was always kind of an, an inevitable thing that I would be playing a fair amount. Cause my dad and my brothers, like, that's always what they do when they get together. And I always wanted to do whatever they were going to do. So um, it was inevitable with my dad. But I didn't expect to have so many friends who are playing golf right now. Like you said, I feel like at least one faction of the group has been playing golf like the past few weekends Um, the the last like six weeks i think i've played golf just about every weekend i think that's so great i played twice on vacation i just love that i can now uh play like a full 18 and feel like i belong there on the court Mm -hmm. like and don't feel like an idiot and that's i've been playing for how long and i feel like that's only been like the past year well, that that sense of belonging and accomplishment is a huge motivator for anything. Uh, how about you, yeah. Greg? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, try, try to pretend like you're paying attention, Greg. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, did I imagine myself playing that much golf this summer? Well, it's going to start slowing down now that the you know the sun's going down earlier, and we're about to lose an hour or two. So, you know, just that, like blowing the dark golf balls, man. No, that's no fun. I, that'd be miserable. Really, that sounds like a blast. I was telling Caroline though, there's there's one place where my cousin lives in North Carolina, and there's a par three course that's lit up at night. So, like you know, it's not mini putt, but it's a par three, right? You're not playing full on golf, but you're hitting your you're hitting your pitching wedges a, a good amount of you know, feet or a good amount of yards. And it's all in, it's all in stadium lights, and it's open until like ten o'clock at night. If that if something like that was around, I'd probably play it. You know, now with all the lights, now with the sun going down earlier, I'd probably play that every day of the week. Yeah, you're now, I, talking to Greg, the person who takes a hobby and just <laughs> it's himself. Greg doesn't, ha- Greg doesn't have hobbies; he has obsessions. <laughs> yes, precisely. So Greg bad. probably sees himself playing more golf very soon. <laughs> All I'm thinking about is when do I get to play golf again? But he'd well, rather watch it. I'd rather watch it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, lucky for you that at least it's on TV all the time. You can get not your fix that way. Go to so, it, not watch it. Go to it. So, do all of you guys like watching golf as well, or do you like prefer to just play and and leave the other part out of it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'll say uh, before I started playing golf. 
I thought the idea of watching golf on TV was fucking ridiculous. Like I was like, who the fuck would want to watch that? That looks boring as shit. Um, now that I've played golf and like can kind of relate to what I'm watching, I love watching golf. Um, and like I think it was a similar thing with like with running. So like I actually love watching running, like like watching a track race. And I'm not talking just talking about like the hundred meter dash. Like I'm talking about like the ten thousand meters. Uh, like I love that shit. Um, and I think a big part of it is that because like you know, in high school I ran cross country and track. Like I can empathize with and kind of relate to what is happening on the screen and kind of what goes into running a race or what goes into hitting a great pitch shot. Um, that it makes it that much more exciting to watch because um, I can kind of put myself in like the golfer shoes and be like, Oh, how would I hit that shot? Like, or, or really appreciate like, Whoa, that was a crazy shot. I would never be able to hit that. Um, but I, I don't know if you guys also share that same kind of feeling, but I love watching golf. Yeah. My answer is just, yeah. Let everyone else it. It's something else. I nap to. Like that's just, I can't, I can't. My uh, one of one of my uncles once invited me over to his house to watch golf together, and uh, he fell asleep after thirty minutes. And I wanted to go home, but didn't want to just like leave without saying anything. And I had to sit there and watch and be bored. And then eventually, my aunt came home, and she was like, "Mike, what the hell are you doing?" <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, sorry." And I was like, "I'm gonna go." Uh, it's it's not my favorite sport, but like I, I I grew up watching like hockey, football, and baseball on TV, where the commentary is like a big part of the sport watching experience, yeah. and that is at least from the very minimal amounts of golf I have watched, not so much the case. Um, not saying that they're like not informative, but they're not dynamic in the same way uh, other sports are. Definitely not like a hockey game or like a football game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's I mean, it's. Have, no, go ahead. So, so have you watched golf like since since you recently took up the game of golf? You know, two months ago or whatever. Have you watched any golf since then? Um, I I've watched the YouTube clips you and Greg have sent me. <laughs> but like, you, but like you've never like turned it on the TV and like watch, just like had it on the background and like watched or anything like that. Oh no, I don't want to take naps. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, it's I I I don't I I well I used to be like who the fuck would watch golf you're a goddamn lunatic um and I'm I'm not there anymore. Now I get it, but I still have the understanding that it's I think if I was watching it with people, like if it was a social viewing, yeah. I would yeah. be more with it so that I could like talk to somebody about what is happening. Um but I it's never going to be something I watch on my own. And I'm actually going to take that point to transition into bringing it back to the playing because I, I found that that was one of the most fun parts about getting to to play um, various rounds with, with, with all of my pals is that it's the only time I've played a sport where I'm not competing against one of my friends. I, I am competing against myself in the company of my friends. Which is exactly how I would like to direct both my joy and anger, Inter <laughs> anger internally and joy externally. So yeah. I, uh, I figured I'd float it again to to the room. Like, how how do you like to either berate yourself? Like, where do you find yourself in terms of what you're looking for to get out of yourself? Are you looking at like? I gotta, I gotta find my jam. I gotta find the swing. I gotta, I gotta uh, focus on distance. Like, like, where, where are you? Where are you in your head? What's floating around up there? I just want to. I, I just want like a good moment that I can come home at the end of the day and be like, I had, you know, that was a good hole, and that it was comparable to other people's good moments on the course. And that, that's really it. I just... compare yourself to others on the golf course. I'm not, and I just feeling like, like we talked about before, like pace and rhythm, like that I felt like yeah. I'm not 
on par, if you will. Right. Where you can have respect. Hey. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> This is a great time for me to go back into my, you know, my my round from vacation weekend because on Friday I hit a par on a par five, and then out of the three, or there was five par threes on the course. One of them I completely shanked it to the right. Um, another one I put it in the bunker in the in, in that was like in the front right. It was like a 200 yard par three. I hit it with my five iron, and I popped it out of the sand. and was able to put it in for par. And then the other three holes, I put them all in the green and two putted for for par. It's like, all right. So I mean, that was one of my better days of golf. Right. So so a good day of golf would be pro- at least one par. That's my that's my hot take. Thank you for your hot take. I think because I'm still a novice, uh, I'm just looking for it all to kind of make sense. And for it to feel good. I think that's what I like about golf too, is like once you, like when I was out on the course, once I actually did hit the ball the correct way and like got the mechanics out of my swing, like I could tell it was a good shot without somebody being like, that was a good shot. Um, Cause I could just, I could feel it. And so just like looking for more moments like that. Um, so hopefully next time I, I get out on the course that that'll be the norm and not the exception. Isn't that such a satisfying feeling and just sound like when you make good contact? Oh yeah. Well, my problem is I I still have not yet mastered the where the fuck am I supposed to look part of the game. So every now and then I'll make really good contact and look up and see my ball sailing in a very unsavory direction. And you're like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but like, that's what I really enjoy about it is like, because I'm not on the same team as anybody while I'm playing, I get to have a terrible shot and not have that adversely affect the people I'm playing with. So it's really easy to laugh it off. Like it's yeah. real cuz like it's not like I'm it's like Matt has to play my ball now. You know? Yeah, it's not like yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. fucking over Matt by hitting the ball 900 feet out of the way. It's like, "Oh man, that sucked." Yeah. And then you go to the you go up the green. Um and it's also not bad because I'm not playing against Matt, so Matt doesn't directly benefit from my terrible drive. So it's not like I have to be kind of like competitive because Lord knows I would be <laughs> about it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's so easy to just like internalize your frustration, look up and be like, all right, that sucked. But uh, yeah, let's go figure out what to do next. And it makes it really easy for me to alleviate the pressure I always put on myself. I think there's a lot of similarities uh, at least in how I view the sport and like how I viewed uh, like cross country when I was running back in high school in that <laughs> obviously like, so like it was, you can compare your score to other people's score. Um, and like, that's a indication of like, you know, oh, that's, he's a better golfer than me or, or, or she's a better golfer than me or whatever. Um, and so like in cross country, obviously if someone was running faster times than you, they were, they were a you know, better runner than you. Um, but you could train together and you could play together and you could, you could run together. Um, and in the same race, you might get a personal best. It might not be better than the other person's personal best, but like, it's a personal best for you and you can both kind of enjoy the sport. It, it's both a, a sport that is very much individual, but you could also celebrate kind of like other people's accomplishments. So like, you know, if I'm, if you're on the golf course and you're having a bad day, um, the person you're playing with is having a great day, you know, you get to see them hit a bunch of great shots and that's always kind of fun to, to see too. And so I think it's, it's like the right balance of individual sport with like a group sport for, for, for me personally, at least that's like, I really enjoy that aspect of it is that it's like, I don't know what you're saying where you're not directly competing with people. I mean, obviously you can, um, but your like primary kind of indicator of like, you know, are you getting better or, or, or whatever is just yourself. Um, yeah. It lets me get rid of all my big, stupid primate energy. I'm going to swing the thing really hard. I got to hit the thing really hard, but then I'm not, I, I, I can get all that, that <laughs> big dumb ape energy out and then be like a normal guy afterwards and, and hang out with my friends and not be mad at myself too much. 
the best day ever of golf of my life was Hybrid Hills when I was playing with my brother and my brother hit the hole in one. That was the, that was the one of the coolest feelings I've ever had before. Yeah, I literally yeah. can't imagine that. That's amazing. And so yeah. even we're just right there, like you didn't hit the shot, but the fact uh, that you were there, you got to experience it. Like that made that a great golf outing. Yeah, we we saw him hit the ball, and it was over all of these bushes. We'll have to play hybrid chill sometime, Matt Tori. And we and <laughs> yeah, Kellen and I will go fuck ourselves. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, sorry for being terrible friends. It's a, it's a it was a it was a one seventy five, and he had a seven iron to it, and it was so funny because Ben was playing with us, and he shot it right before him, and Ben shot it and put it about like. Eight or ten feet from the hole, we're like, "Oh, nice birdie opportunity, Ben." And then Mitch goes and is found, he hit, has great contact. We see it go up in the air, it hits the green, and starts rolling towards the hole. And I think we all stopped a little bit watching it roll. I think we all had the same thought process in mind because we saw it getting a little bit closer, a little bit closer, and all of a sudden you just see the ball disappear underneath the ground. It was the coolest thing. I think I held Mitch in the air for like five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Awesome. I've never been so loud on a golf course. I find yeah, we know how much you hate weird. that. Greg, <laughs> loud? Never. Not even once. <laughs> uh, I'm out of questions. Really? You're out of you're out of questions about golf. All right, I got one for you guys. All right. Tell the rescue. We don't know how it's going to go yet, but I'm just going to start talking and someone will pick it up. So uh, with the pandemic going on and the shit show that 2020 has been, um, I think it's really cool that golf is a hobby that you're still able to do um, when, you know, so many other activities are are shut down or restricted. So, uh, yeah, anything to say about that? Oh uh, wait, what, what what what, what pandemic? A lot. Actually. <laughs> That's good exercise. I like walk. I like walking when I play golf. So it's, it's a good way to get outside and just you know, just kind of like that sports. Yeah. It's, you know, competitive with yourself. So, something that I really enjoy about it is that it's it's still golf. Like it hasn't changed. It, like mm-hmm. there isn't. You know, it's not. You know, for that two hours or three hours, whatever you're on the course, like it's, it, you get like the sense of normal. Um, because, yeah. I know, mean, that, that, that's why you picked it uh, for, yeah. for your birthday. That was, that was a thing that we could all go do. And yeah, it feels like you're in a little bubble of normalcy. You're right. Yeah. And, and, and just being able to escape from, you know, everything that's going on in the world. Um, I think has kind of added an extra level of enjoyment and it's kind of added to my excitement to want to play golf is just that, you know, it's a way for me to escape, you know, and kind of not mm-hmm. have to think about what's going on and not to think about, um, you know, uh, safety precautions or anything like that. I can just focus on having a good time outside and, and just playing, playing a game. Um, and 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 everyone on the golf course also it seems to ha- kind of have that uh, I don't know if mentality is the right word, but it but it doesn't seem um, it doesn't feel weird. It doesn't feel weird. Like there was there's other stuff um, like even just going for a walk like around my neighborhood feels weird because like you know if you walk by someone on the sidewalk, it's like well, well we're we're getting really close and like you know and then you see people. Uh, you know, doing the outdoor dining and, and like, that's a whole topic for another conversation, but like, you know, you're just able to kind of escape all of that. And just, you know, the golf course is relatively unchanged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know anything was going on. All right. So I, if I, anyone I, is out there listening, looking for a way to escape this, this dreary uh, pandemic blues and looking to pick up a new uh, frustrating hobby, maybe check out golf. Frustrating and expensive. If you've got money you don't know what to do with and bottled of anger you don't know where to put, boy, have we got the activity for you. 
Now, one of the things that was surprising to me when I first started playing all those many days ago um, is everyone trying to play so quickly. Because um, in my mind, I guess from movies, it's like that sport that old dudes play on like Tuesdays at noon where they're like not going anywhere fast. Um, and then so far, every time I played it, it's like, there's people behind us. Like we got to keep up the pace of play, and it feels like everyone is trying to play quickly because the person behind them is trying to play quickly because the person behind them is trying to play quickly. And I, I want, I would think if it wasn't for the pace, I would be more ready to walk it like Greg does. Um, not saying I would be like thrilled, but I'd be more willing. Um, but like. There's a there is a weird urgency that I like feel in like on like the back of my neck when when I when I've played so far. So I have two things to say to that. One, I think the reason that the pace was so uh, fast is we were not there on a Tuesday afternoon at noon. If we went to the golf course on a Tuesday at noon, we could probably play as slow as we wanted. Um, but um, <laughs> And the second thing is like for me, that was like I only recently started getting to the point where like I'm I'd feel comfortable walking the course because I I'm not duffing shots as often. Um I think I think if you're if you're if your duff to shot ratio is higher than like one to one, walking is really tough. Cause it's 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 demoralizing as it is regardless of you know if you're in a car or walking to 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 hit a shot it go 20 feet and you have to walk up and hit it again but if your whole round is that it's it's very tough to you know as we we're saying before kind of stay in the moment and not let those bad shots get to you because you know you're just kind of walking the walking your cart you know your 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 bag you know 20 feet at a time down the the hole and just you know scooting the ball along which is not fun. Greg and Caroline? Well, I just, I just I try not to do that. It's bad shots. <laughs> Good insight. No, but that's definitely, uh, the, the, that's the shit that gets in your head. I usually typically dump my drives off the tee. If I do that, I tend to have a decent iron shot. So it, it, I, that's, I, that's all I got. I, I like I like pretending that you know you can even claim to have any consistent consistency at all. I feel like once you make a statement about here are the things that I'm good at and here are the things that I need to improve on, the next time you get out in the course, it's the reverse. It's like okay, well now I'm great at the things I used to suck at, and now the thought I thought the thing I thought I was so consistent with is like absolute trash. Then you get on the yeah. course the next time, and it's a completely different two things. And you're like, if I can't fix it, what am I going to do? But every time you get back out one more time, thinking, this is the time I know what adjustments to make, and I know what I need to do. And you get out there, and it's a completely different story. I think that's that's another thing that just makes the game so much fun, is that it's always a challenge. Regardless of how good you think you are, or how good you actually are, it's always a challenge. Yeah, there, there, there's, there's no true layups in in golf. Is Craig on video? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look what I found out about the deal. Uh, oh, joy. And, and, and anyway, um, I, I, I have only one question left, and so I figured, unless anyone else has anything, we could close on on a on a fun note. Is there any? small and dumb aspect of golf you feel very strongly about uh like club superiority ball color like anything you have a strong opinion about that doesn't matter so I get whatever balls my dad can find for me dad usually gives me like a whole bag of balls and balls he's just found he's like here take these like thanks, Dad. No, no, ball, ball consistency. I don't give a shit about. So I go back and forth between this because I both love the like, uh, I guess they call it like golf etiquette, all of like the unspoken rules of golf. Um, but at the same time, I also hate golf etiquette um, because like I, 
I don't know. It just seems like a lot of the rules are kind of silly. <laughs> Examples, please. Uh, well, I don't know. The idea of like, I, I guess, I guess what I find silly is when people who are not, uh, like a high caliber golfer, um, get wrapped up in golf etiquette. Um, so something that like really bothers is like, like you're not supposed to stand with like your shadow over like the, over someone else's ball or like over, over like in someone's line or, uh, or just like walking through somebody's line or, uh, even just wearing collared shirts. Like is why do we have to wear collared shirts when we golf? Um, I, I'm sure I'm just uneducated and, and don't know the actual reasons behind why these rules exist. Um, that helps the ball go farther. But uh, <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I just, I, it's, it's becoming less and less of an issue now because like, I, I just know more of these like unspoken rules. When I first started playing, um, I was like, why, why, why is that a rule? That's fucking dumb. Like why? Um, like you're just you're just further complicating an already complicated game, um, but. which is what every good fan should try to do. Uh, all right, all right. Thank you. I have I actually have one one last question as a, as a, as uh, uh, and and everyone answer and then and then then I'm tapped out. I promise this time. Uh, would you play a golf course that had huge? Walls like bumpers at at bowling, so that you could never hit it off the fairway. Um, bumper no. golf. Would you play bumper golf? Well, Josh, I got a question for you though. Are these how high are these bumpers? Because I I've impossibly high to hit over. So we're talking like like hundreds of feet in the air. They are they, gonna hit the ball they, so hard against the wall that it's gonna shatter the ball. It's gonna shatter the ball. I, you've never I, seen that? I, I broke a ball Greg, last time. Like I was rubber inside. I, I broke a ball last week on a tree. Wow. Oh, well, damn. You guys yeah, are... It's a thing. It's right. a thing. Wow. Uh, I, I did not think that was a thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, well, the wall the wall is is is, is made of non, non see, golf ball shattering material. <laughs> I, I I like where your head's at, Josh, but I'm I'm gonna take it a slightly different direction. I would rather play at a golf course where everything is fairway. Like the whole all of the grass is cut to the length of the fairway. There is no rough. It's just all fairway. Huh. All right. All right. Yeah, I can get behind that. So so Greg and Caroline, bumper golf, yay or nay? Nay. Uh, you know, I, I feel like that could be fun. My only concern is would it like irreparably damage my standard golf game? Because all I think is to just like wail it all the time. I, I, I think the only way to view it is how you view Domino's as like a pizza flavored treat and not actually pizza. <laughs> like, like bumper golf would be, <laughs> bumper golf would be like a golf adjacent activity and not actually golf. So it depends. Uh, all right, then I'm in, I'm in. All right, cool. Kel? I love that. I love that analogy. Thank yeah, you. I, I would do, I would do bumper golf. Bumper I think it would golf. really help out my game, to be honest. <laughs> Kel's like, I can literally not get worse. <laughs> Uh, would, you right. would you more, play a bumper more golf? interesting than bumper golf oh, yeah. though i think would be a golf course with like a hole the size of like a five gallon bucket <laughs> oh, God. because then 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 i'm i'm draining 40 foot putts and that's fun no what's terrible is how mad at yourself you're going to be if you are not draining 10 foot putts <laughs> True, true, true. This is if, that's if, also if, true. Yeah, if if the if the if the hole has like a foot long diameter and you still woof on it, like you are going to be so mad at yourself. Yeah, I'm imagining like one of those Home Depot buckets, but just in the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You mean you mean the uh, the the ladies' holes? Oh, that sounds bad. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yes. 
Yes, Josh. I, I, you can quote me on this. I would prefer to play <laughs> with the ladies' holes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's that's inappropriate. Not, on that a fan, note. not a fan of the traditional holes. <laughs> Too tight. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I, I think right. we've officially run the course of this show today. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. We're all delirious. So again, Josh, I forgot all of our social handles, so I'm gonna let you handle this one. Oh, uh, it's all good, buddy. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at YCBS Pod. Uh, that is YCBS Pod. If you want to hit us up via Gmail, it's the same shit. It's YCBS Pod at gmail.com. Uh, thanks to Kel and Greg and Caroline for joining all of us today. Sure, thanks for having us. Thank you. And and thanks to Matt as always for co-hosting this fucking show with me. And uh, until uh, until next Friday, uh, yeah, we're out. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. All right, let's get it.